0: Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Regina's Roundtable. On today's episode, I have Kim Camuso, aka The Essential Mermaid. She is a Blue Diamond leader at doTERRA Essential Oils, which pretty much means that she is a badass and a baller. She's also the owner and founder of Omni Essentials, which is kind of her umbrella company and is a self-proclaimed pusher of getting people to find their best life. We get into that later, which is really interesting. She also grew up in California in a really unique family and environment where she learned at an early age that she has strong intuition and psychic abilities, which is really, really interesting. And we touch on that kind of towards the end of uh, the show. She's also married and has two young children. Joining her is Jamie Mullen. Jamie is the owner of Harbor Life Chiropractic with her husband, Beau. She grew up here in Washington State and went to school in Eastern Washington before deciding on a whim to go to chiropractic school, which is part of the story that you definitely want to listen to, uh, and that's kind of towards the beginning. I had the pleasure of hosting these two ladies for our first roundtable discussion at The Treehouse. If you haven't seen pictures of that, head on over to our Instagram. We talk lots of mom stuff, uh, talk about work-life balance, mom guilt, all things that led us to where we are today, which is self-proclaimed healers wrapped up in different business models. And so that was really, really fun for us to um, dive into. We probably had to cut about 20 minutes out of us giggling um, in the audio version. But if you want to see the full video version, head over to my YouTube and just search under my name, Regina Aldridge, or go to our webpage at ForRealThoughSeriously.com and you can see the video version there. So, without further ado, this is Regina's Roundtable Talk, Episode 1, with Jamie Mullen and Kim Camuso.
1: Just a little bit. High school. He's kind of. He's just a little bit. <laughs> <on my nose. laughs> high school? Really? High school. We didn't really know each other. He was a year above me. Like, our friends were friends, but I was dating this awful guy the whole time, and like, didn't really do anything except hang out with him. And so then we... He went to Central, and we had seen each other at a few parties in the summertime, and I was like, ooh, he's cute. And then we got to Central and he was dating this girl and then he stopped and the next day we went on our first (laughs) date. So he he had kind of thought chiropractic his whole life and then he kind of went away from it for a while and then came back. So right before we went to Iowa to go to chiropractic school, um, I was talking with a girlfriend of mine and she had just graduated from chiropractic school and basically the same background is, <laughs> as me. And she had thought nutrition wanted to do more. And she was like, why don't you be a chiropractor? And I was like, I, l- I remember saying, I've never thought about cracking backs before. Like, it doesn't sound yeah. fun. Like, I had only been to a chiropractor after I got a car accident before. And so I went, moved there. And Beau was like, just come meet with my academic advisor and see what they say. So I gave him my transcript and everything. And he looks at it and he goes, well, you've done all the prereqs that you have to do with your... Um, with your undergrad and so you could start next week when your husband starts and I was just like okay let's do it <laughs> he, he looks at us and he's like do you want to like go home and talk about it for a few days it's like we can but let's just sign up like it sounds like it's a good fit and I didn't really know what I was doing I still knew nothing about chiropractic the first day of school I mean embryology class and um, and the professor was talking about adjusting newborn babies in my mind I was just blown. I had no idea that that was a thing. And right in class that first day, I was like, boom, this is why I'm here. Hmm. So that's kind of what I do. Huh. What were you going to yeah. do when you went? I had no yeah. idea. I thought that I was going to be a chiropractor that, like, focused on nutrition and, like, holistic living. Hmm. I thought that I was going to do very little chiropractic, but I didn't really even know what it was, <laughs> to no. be completely honest. I was mostly using it as a tool to to try to do more than just nutrition. And I just didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. So then you guys finished school. How long did you go to school? Three and a half years. So we actually got pregnant with Max um, our first trimester of school. So that was fun and exciting. And so we had him and graduated from school. Um, During graduation I was pregnant with Mason. And we had this awesome job lined up like this, um, basically one of Bo's family friends was a chiropractor and he was ready to retire and he was like, I want you guys to take over my practice. Sounded like a sweet deal. And then we got his associate that he was working with took over his practice and pretty much said that we can't have any of the patients that we were guaranteed. So I was um, like eight months pregnant and we quit our jobs because we didn't want to work with this guy and we didn't have any jobs. We didn't know what we were going to do, and Bo well, ended up finding this job um, for a guy uh, working just while he, during like Christmas time and stuff, so that this guy could just go take vacations. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we had found our business coach and basically figured out how to just do our own thing. So we, March of 2016, we bought a practice in Gig Harbor. And you oh, moved here. And moved here. So if both of your
0: families are around here.
1: Yeah, so his dad and stepmom are in Wenatchee, and then my parents and his mom are in fuel. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So two kids. How old are they? Max is five. Mason will be three in November. It's a busy past six years. It's been like every single year it's been like another major like life-changing event. So So now the last like year or so it's just been like this... Not a lull, but it's just nothing super crazy has happened. So we're just kind of waiting to see mm-hmm. what the next crazy thing is. So, actually, Max and in kindergarten is kind of a crazy thing because it means that we're old. He's old. And it's oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I also didn't know these were real. Oh, oh they are? are? So I thought maybe oh, I had been picking them apart He's getting his all over my gifts. I was like, okay, yeah, okay I, like, should, I should play grapes. with something
2: so that I can focus. Yes. And I was like, oh, all <laughs> these beautiful wax, know <laughs> that they're now leaky. All, all over, over here. here. <laughs> they're from here. Oh, they're from really? right over everything! There. Everything.
0: Bounty. Really beautiful good. you, you We can feed the uh, pigs afterwards. Oh, this oh. doesn't require any work. Dang, it's good. Oh. Yeah, they're
2: oh. grapes. Oh. I'll leave this. Play grape that Maybe I am. Maybe
0: drop it in
2: your, your little... <laughs> there we go. It's really going to do it. have the evidence. <laughs> but I know it's not wax. So. <laughs> we <laughs> only
0: do real
2: hair. Only real
0: for sure. 100% <laughs> on <laughs> Mine too. So that's something.
1: Mine is. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> gonna
0: comment and be like, So I can do your hair if you need. Right. <laughs> take care of yourself. <laughs> take
2: care of yourself. <laughs> Ladies. Did you I not know you were to gonna be on camera? <laughs> I seriously didn't. How did I not know that? I had no idea. I had no idea. I think I only listened to half of things. Oh, I do that. Because yeah. at half the speed of life I can only afford to listen to half of things. Right. Yeah. It's like filter. Yeah. So you just filter everything
0: just in case half of it is bullshit. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> pretty much most of it. So
0: <laughs> you just go ahead like, and assume <laughs> that. So I'll just filter you to begin with. There we go.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's kind of the truth.
2: <laughs> Alright. Okay, you got it. so I'm gonna jump to her origins or my was. <laughs> and so I uh, After the earthquake. After the earthquake when I was born. That that changed the course of many lives my own. Um, I grew up in kind of a really fun and dysfunctional family. There's a lot of kids, and my parents split when I was a junior in high school. After like, How many kids? My dad was kind of a ramble and tumbleweed. So we've identified six, two half, and I have three full siblings. So all in all, six of us. This is why it's fun. <laughs> uh, but they divorced after like 20 three years of marriage. And it was very weird, right, to like, to see your parents who you thought would be together forever now all of a sudden split. So I've always had like a ton of responsibility, but then managed like this party lifestyle at the same time. So from a young age, I knew I could manage a lot of things. I could do a lot of things. I had like a threshold for stress and fun that like nobody else did. So I was always really over ambitious, um, opted to stay home and go to junior college to take care of my younger siblings because my mom was gone. And this was where? In southern, or no, northern California. So I'm from California, uh, half southern, half northern. And then we actually transplanted here a year and a half ago. So we've only been in Washington for almost a year and a half now. Uh, so I, I went I, to college for psychology. I really wanted to understand, like, why are we so messed up? And, like, why is my name so crazy? And where did this all go wrong? And how can I make sure that when I breed, it doesn't happen to us? And... You know, life just kind of took hold, and I ended up doing construction, like, administration, which turned into, like, a different field, lots of management and project coordination, and then we got pregnant, and we're like, just kidding, I'm going to stay home. And so I was a full-time mom, which was awesome, but then I have this capacity to, like, grow and do well, and I've always worked since I was really young, so it felt very strange to just be at home with a kid. All day. Even though I loved it and I'm great with children and I'm a really good mom. It just felt weird not to be like contributing and not have a voice and not have to like ask to buy stuff. That was very weird or feel guilty or shameful if I spent money outside of like our budget. Which didn't stop me from spending like $10,000 in our savings and then not paying property taxes and getting us into a really bad situation. (laughs) I was guilty about asking for the money he saw, not the secret money. (laughs) I spent that. (laughs) Please believe that. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) But you know, being around enough stay-at-home moms, I forgot how awesome I was. Because it's all about like, what does your kid's poop look like? And how many hours are they sleeping? Are you cluster feeding on one boot more than the other? And are you making kombucha? And you're not going to nurse your kids till you're 12? What's wrong with you? You just all of a sudden, you get sucked into this vortex of just crap. Like, it's honestly feels a lot like, like force fed bullshit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And people just identify in that. And I, it took me a while to figure out, like, I was super cool before I had kids. I got to go find her again. And then I decided to get back to things I love, like massage and uh, energy healing and Reiki and the things that made me all witchy and weird and just kind of stumbled into another realm of healing with like essential oils and became this voice for like a a group of people that didn't have one. And I I got to break a lot of those molds as far as like what success looks like and um, designing your life and stepping into like this power we all have, but nobody really wants to acknowledge. So it's been, it's been fun and it's still fun, still confusing, lots of self-sabotage, lots of personal development, lots of, you know, hurdles and challenges, but that's what keeps it interesting, right? So no two days are the same, right? And then nothing nothing is predictable, and I have to work really hard, and I like it. So it's just been
0: fun. Cool. So tell everybody, so when people ask what you do,
2: what do you say? Well, um, I would say, like, the blanket description would be holistic educator because I teach people about, you know, how to replace – things in their home with plant-based options instead so it's more sustainable. But then I also teach them about self-care and the importance of mindset. I like to call people out on their BS, so I like to push them. I'm (laughs) overly animated. So I think my job is to just, like, shift people, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. If It's, you know, starting new relationships or saying no to something or creating better boundaries or self-care or deciding to do something different in your life. I think it's just a matter of, like, you have to take that step. And I'm usually, like, the pusher. So I would say holistic educators what I do for a job. Mm-hmm. But what I do doesn't really feel like a job. I work, like, sometimes if I want to. <laughs> some weeks are busier than others, yeah. and some days I'm just like... <laughs> just going to ask you guys, What's how much Michaels, do you work? Below <laughs> five hundred bucks on grabs. Me! <and> Michaels, <laughs> <all right. laughs> we'll take all the fairy things you have, <laughs> yeah. I'm a dick.
0: <laughs> how much do you guys work? Like, if you had to, like, let's think. Like, real work? Real work, yeah. Not sitting well on social media. I mean, unless you're working
2: media. So take number. like
0: half of it. I say the same thing.
2: Um I consider like
0: half. Well, maybe 70. Seventy pro probably 70% of my social media time is work.
2: Mm-hmm. Probably like 15 to 20 hours a week. Wow. Well, maybe. Sometimes. Yeah. But I worked super hard to get to that point. Right. Super yeah. hard. Oh, dear. So in the beginning, like, you know, there's there's different levels of income that you can build and Residual income, and you know, I have a lot that I do, but I work for myself and I work very efficiently, so I can knock out like a week's worth of stuff in two hours. Mm -hmm. And so, that 15 to 20 hours I'm working, I'm just dialing and cranking stuff out and getting things done, and then I can go play.
0: Do you feel like both of you guys actually know that I'm hearing this? Do you feel like you're like, um, sometimes I feel like this I'm like a healer just disguised as my business? Mm-hmm. Like, that's my front. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's the storefront, and I just have to get people in. Right.
2: Yeah. That's right? Exactly. That's, the, that's yeah. the revolving door. No, right.
0: mm-hmm. My storefront is essential waivers. I was oils, wondering if but... other people felt yeah. And now yeah. I'm hearing
2: you. I'm like, oh, it's very similar. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, just, just come in. Well, but then you, <laughs> you
2: teach people, like, I'm just one piece of it. Right. Yeah. Here are some other cool pieces I know. And then it becomes this awesome, like, collaboration where... Well.
1: You can't just, just do one thing and be well. You Yeah, little things. Like it doesn't I think
0: necessarily matter what to, you
1: do. Right. And I I think anybody can, can have that healing power for people. Like you said, you like you just you feel like you're a kind of a pusher and get people to start things. I don't think we have to have titles or professional jobs to to say that we're helping people. I think it's all just what you are in your heart and how you just portray that to, to your people that you're around. So I think anybody can be mm-hmm. a healer, disguised.
2: Well, anybody can make a choice to be different. So mm-hmm. five years ago, I was at home with my 18-month-old daughter, playing stacking cups mm-hmm. and tracing letters mm-hmm. and like loathing my life and just hating the fact that like all I had to do was wash cloth diapers and cut grapes into quarters. <laughs> like, that was my like biggest challenge. Was like, well, shit, can I get the laundry done? Is that going to kill you yeah. if you eat it? I never oh, cut the grapes. Oh, you have to always cut I the grapes. Which bad
0: so I found out. This- oh, man. I, did you really, like, uh, did, did you ever stay at home? Maybe when you first uh, had your baby. <laughs> and With Max, not no. No, really. I want to
1: have, like,
0: I never, lo- I hated it. I did I Hate's <laughs> a strong word. I did not.
1: Like it's not, it's not for everybody I couldn't do it yeah with Max I pretty much because we were in school so he was born we had a, like a two week he was born during for not planning him he came at like the most perfect time in school we had a two week break for um, after finals before the next trimester started so I pretty much stayed home for like four weeks mm-hmm. and then just started slowly going wow. back like one class a day for a month or so I was a really bad student that trimester but I I didn't stop Anytime. Mm-hmm. So then when Mason was born and we didn't really have jobs, so I was kind of nearly empty <laughs> and out of that work. But I stayed home with him while we were waiting to start our clinic. And I ended up staying home for like six months. And it was way too long for me. Like three months into it, I was like, all right, I think I'm ready to start. But it just wasn't time for the clinic. And by six months, I was like, I gotta get out of here. And I always knew that I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a stay home mom. I always, my mom was a, she worked pretty much part time her whole life, and so she was almost always there to at least take us to the after-school things, and but she like never could drive me to school in the morning because she when she did work she had to work early, and so I always knew that I wanted to work. I wanted to be that mom that could like take my kids to school, work while they're in school, and then be there for whatever they need to when they when they get home, and so we've just kind of made that happen. Mm-hmm. And that's. To so that me, that's perfect.
2: like you, too. Like, I think I could even work more. I like working. <laughs> well, I, I love working. Yeah. I like staying at home because I love kids. Like, I've been taking care of other people's kids since I was seven. So I, I love being with children. But what I didn't love is that feeling at the end of the day that you have nothing to look forward to other than the things that bring you joy. Like, you know, that doesn't, it's not to downplay motherhood, but we all have this capacity to do so much more with our lives and staying home with the kids was a priority. So the deal with my husband and I was, he worked a really high stress job for a national laboratory for almost 20 years. And the deal was, I'm going to grow this thing big enough so that I can retire you and you can come home. Cause one of us has to be with the kids all the time. I didn't want our kids to not be raised by one of us. That was just something that we agreed upon when we started breeding. So, it's nice that I, I work from home, but I'm not missing out on anything. But if like I have to leave and go do things, I can because I like being with my minions. They're, they're like they're like really weird and fun, and it makes me sad that they're in school and not around as much. It's very very strange, but I get sad too. You get this little window that you get to be with them, which I'm really grateful to have. But after that, your life has to keep going. Mm-hmm. So as a stay at home mom, what are you going to do when you have this like six year kind of expiration date from when you can really be that devoted stay at home mom? Mm-hmm. That's when the stereotypes kick in of, like, oh, I'm just going to go, like, walk around the park and get a coffee and do some, Mm -hmm. like, yoga and Mm -hmm. pick up stenciling. Well, you just lose all sense of fulfilling.
0: Yeah. People, but I haven't. I mean, I work with hundreds of women a week, and I find that it's not fulfilling. Like, there's so many people that are staying home because they feel like they have to, Mm -hmm.
2: but they're not happy. No. And I'm like, I, if you're not happy, like, how's your kid going to be happy? Right. Because they know. Um, or they don't believe they can do more than what, what they've been given. And there's yeah. this belief system you have to kind of shake up a little bit, mm-hmm. which becomes complicated because there's lots of resistance when you do something new or become something different. Mm-hmm. we're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to be different. I had kids at 26. 26-year-old me is a piece of shit compared to 33-year-old me. Mm-hmm. And we have to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what's the point? Why are we even here? They have them all do just like this podcast. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Braden, Kate I and Jada don't. more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> Braden, Kaden, <laughs> <Jada, Jada. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, and Jada. yeah. They're like shopping on Etsy. <laughs> for like a clock. That one they were born. Like oh, 20 B one Is there Braden's room? <laughs> Oh
0: my gosh, uh, <laughs> I forgot to put the grape in there, I thought it
2: was a bug. <laughs> how does it taste? I don't know, I freaked out. I shut down the taste buds. It was all fear. It tasted like fear. That
0: would be terrible if <laughs> <laughs> I spit it out. No, I just couldn't. Oh my Sorry. Gosh. Oh. Okay, wow. so 15 hours, that's how, from 15 to 20 hours. How much?
1: I'm adjusting, like, four, eight, 12. I'm only adjusting, like, 16 hours a week. But that doesn't. So I'm seeing patients about 16 hours a week. But then I have to do all the stuff on the back end. So I'd say definitely closer to, like, 35 to 40 at the end of it. And, like, meetings and marketing stuff. And it's more than I thought it would be. But I, like I said, I kind of. Want I want to work more, mm-hmm. but that could just be the phase I'm into. But my it's kind of nice on on the flip side because my like obligation to be there is less than part time. Like it's so small for my I have to be there, so that's nice. I and mean, for us, it's really nice too because if the kids are sick or something, they have to miss school. We bring them in and we just keep them locked up in the room at work and like i still don't have to miss work and, mm-hmm. and they can and they the kids love coming to see us work too like they just love coming to the office so i don't know like you said sometimes it doesn't even feel like work that much just because we're there just hanging out with people all day like laughing and trying to make people healthier mm-hmm.
2: but, well in the first five years of any business you're supposed to be working really hard. Right, right there's not really it's not like like the work that I do when people come in like, oh, I really want to build, you know, my own thing. It's like, okay, we'll be prepared to sacrifice a ton of shit and work really hard and set goals and be accountable and be driven and not expect that you can be at my level in six months. This took me almost five years. And it's on good time, Charlie, because I've been working nonstop super hard where the kids are sleeping and I'm preparing content. And when they're napping, I'm not napping like pinterest tells me to do i'm working on like webinars and putting out promotions and scheduling classes and talking to people and creating weird inventions that people steal snack jacket oh i know It's (laughs) okay. <laughs> it's more tactical best, but snack jacket is like first day at home <laughs> building a business mess. where you put snacks in the hood, in the pockets, on you, so that when your kids want something, <laughs> they just I'm take it off your snack jacket. Out of you. And you can still be on the phone. Or if you're holding them, like teething toys, stuff they can eat, frozen yeah. just snack jackets. This <laughs> is <just> a pretty good <laughs> deal. You. Okay. Because I was just like building oh my, my business on the phone with like one kid in me and another one like, you know, running around. And Snack Jacket was born. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can have all the cheddar bunnies you want if you dig them out of my head. Okay. I miss that. I miss that uh, connection. I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so instead of feeding them <laughs> real meal, was well, Is this just,
0: business?
2: It should <laughs> be. be. <laughs> <laughs> be. Snack Jacket. <laughs> Steal the Hot Pocket. Jingle Get sued. This podcast is shut down <laughs> my Hot
0: Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All 20 I you are out. You're done. <laughs> really
2: Give one. me that shed. We're <laughs> so
0: We're taking the shed
2: too. We're taking the pig. And these
0: baked grapes.
2: Oh, wait. <laughs> are, are they good? Are they table grapes?
0: Uh, no. Oh, they're wine grapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone is. is. The the pears <laughs> and the apples are But that would be if we crunch them, we're gonna sound like horses.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You can totally hear that. (laughs) Very bitter. It's like it's like birthing, like 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 an egg yolk. It's it's not not that bad. bad. Well, yeah, it's like the the skin slithers off, and then white is the fruit is attacked by itself. The whole thing. Let it slide out. (laughs) Let it slide out. (laughs) <laughs> you drink it down. Are you so sure you're hungry? Billy <laughs> flavored water. Stop <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> asking mommy for snacks.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Focus.
0: <laughs> Take three. Uh, that's not good. No, no, no it isn't. I wish I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Me oh. too. <laughs>
2: If you didn't do it and you're uncomfortable, my work here is done. Goodbye. Thank you. home. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Focus. 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 Okay.
0: Mexico. We <laughs> have not talking about the earthquake anymore. <laughs> <laughs> also Mexico. We could just go back to the earthquake. We did. Yes. Good <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you've ran your business for how long? So
1: you said five five years. I think four and a half. I'm like, yeah, four and a half. And how long have you guys been open? Um, it'll be three years that we've owned this clinic in March.
0: Okay. Um, well, you can you said something about like being how stay at home, and I wanted to talk about it because I hear a lot of women talking about the money and the guilt mm-hmm. when you stay at home. And I think that um, why is that? Do
2: you guys think? Well, we financed a house. We put a ton of money down and had like a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, with the consideration that I was going to maintain my job when we got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so we bought this house while we were pregnant, thinking like, oh my god, we're going to start our family and it's going to be so great. We're going to do daycare. And then literally push came to shove, and I was like, I can't do it.
0: Nobody's touching
2: this baby. So we came home and had this deficit of the income that I had from my corporate job. And so things were not just tight, they were like uncertain. And so it's just like, we sometimes attach like our value to what we're able to generate. And I think if we're not generating anything, then our value drops. And if we're not bringing money in and we're spending someone else's money, I just wasn't raised like that. I saw how finances played a huge part in my, my parents splitting up, that I've always wanted to be one of those, like, independent, we'll pay half, I don't care if you're uncomfortable, like, I'm splitting the rent with you, we're splitting all the bills with you, I don't need you, like, step off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I didn't have that ability to, like, go halvesies anymore, I felt like crap. Like, oh, I'm just a freeloader. Like, I'm some townie you brought in and got pregnant. Now I just cook and clean for you. Was that all <laughs> you? You think, or was that? Yeah, totally not me. Yeah, he wasn't like that. If anything, he was like, "We'll figure it out." You know, like it's more important that you're home with the baby, and I'll figure it out. And he totally stepped up and provided for us and took on overtime and commuted this hellish commute. I mean, he was he was down for whatever it took for me to stay home, and that's awesome. But I wasn't about to bet to him my frustrations of feeling like I had no identity or purpose mm-hmm. or value because he's already taking on this burden of like take care of us. So it was like a lot of suffering and silence and pretending mm-hmm. like it was okay and pretending like, oh I had a great day, I did in the laundry, and I and they rearranged all the Tupperware, they found all those gosh darn lids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it was a lot of this, There's like no peacocky. Idea. Yeah. When in reality, I was like, I just Instead of telling, want like, the truth. to drink right. and watch horror movies, and I hope this kid takes a five-hour nap. Like yeah. it just,
0: just. So, like, what happened? Did it come to a point where then you were like, oh, "This is how I really feel,"
2: or this, or you just figured it out? No, we, oh, got a, wow. we got a letter from our mortgage company, and they were like, hey, P.S., you haven't paid your taxes in two years, so we're going to need $10,000 in, like, three months, and then we're also going to impound your account, $1,800 more <coughs> a month. And we're like, oh, cool, you want more of the money we don't have? <laughs> Excellent. So I was like, okay, I need to do something. So we converted a spare bedroom into a massage studio, and I started seeing massage clients again, and I was working from home that way, at least on the weekends, even though we weren't spending family time together, mm-hmm. I was able to generate just enough money to get us out of deficit to where we could pay back that 10,000 relatively quickly and, and avoid this extra amount being tacked on board our mortgage payment. Um, and then from there, that led me to the business I'm in now because I was using the oils and got exposed to them. And it, it's pretty quickly became more financially profitable to use and share and educate people on the oils than it did mm-hmm. to muscle through eight massages all weekend. Um and less taxing on the body and I was less tired. So then I just it just kinda of took off and it got like really massive and huge and was bigger than I'd ever expected. Hmm. And so it was kind of it was accidental almost, but you worked. Well yeah, cause I saw the potential and then I saw the I saw what it could do for our family and not just like, you know, soon it was like, okay, cool. I've I've now made enough money to replace massaging, and now I've made enough money to replace my old corporate income, and now I make more than my husband does at his job, and now we make double what he used to make, and now money's not like an issue, and he doesn't have to even work. And it's it's cool. It's cool to be able to create that from home at your pace the way you want, without somebody else telling you what to do or
1: whatever. Well, I don't yeah, think I don't... they feel strong. I think that was part right. of it,
2: and I, I, you probably see this when people come mm-hmm. So waypoint, they start to get this confidence because my body's doing these incredible things and I feel really strong. So what else can I do that I thought was, you know, unachievable or impossible? Mm -hmm. And it sort of sets this fire to this new idea of like, I decide what the next phase of my life looks like. Mm -hmm. And so now with this inner confidence and this physical strength and, you know, even just working out and getting back to some whatever routine and feeling strong again, I have been working harder in my business because... I feel strong again. I don't feel like this schlubby little <laughs> person that's just like, you know, on my phone working. I like want to go like punch people in the face and convince them that this yeah. is going to be an awesome step for them.
0: Well <laughs> yeah. oh, I will punch you. You're
2: going to love this.
0: <laughs> You're a pusher. I always say I'm like, uh, I think I'm a confidence builder. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I think. I always think confidence is kind of the what's lacking with a lot of, um decisions or lack of making decisions or lack of um working towards i don't know more stuff we like to do or like just a, i don't know yeah i talk to a lot of women daily and weekly that just don't know, like they can't even share like how you felt with like their spouse that they're feeling like they're not fulfilled like, I couldn't imagine going, feeling like that for five, six, seven, ten years. <sighs> and I, and maybe your spouse doesn't
2: even know. They just think right. you're being a bitch right right. Exactly. the time. Or it manifests you know. in, like, too much drinking or overindulging yeah. or, you know, yep. these, like, telltale signs of unhappiness. And it can be something like, we joke, oh, I haven't showered in two days. Well, some people don't want to shower because they're like, what's the point? I'm not leaving this beautiful prison I've created. I'm just going to get in the car and I'm in a van and take my four and a half kids to school and come home and send here. You, you know, like, yeah. there's a lot of these like red flags I feel like with women. I get them all the time. People that want to build a similar business that I have and I have to tell them like, what are you willing to leave behind and let go of to do this? Because as you are right now is awesome, but it, it has to get better. It has to be different. Because you can't create something as you feel right now. We need to figure out how to amp it up mm-hmm. and focus on what you're already good at. Plant those seeds and grow. And I and you gotta continue. And this is a
0: good segue of continuing because I'm sure you guys work like every day. I'm working on making myself better, or fulfilling myself, or growing. As you had started talking about in the beginning of, so we're talking about working in the business, but you have to work at your on yourself too mm-hmm. every day. So this idea that like we got it figured out, not so much. Well, it's just to continuing it to like be better every day. That's mm-hmm. a little bit better.
2: So, yes. and then we're like hard on each other. You have yeah. the stay-at-home oh, moms that are like that. We're the, the, the working moms. How could you? And then mm-hmm. like the working moms are like, how do you stay at home all day when we're all just trying our best mm-hmm. to figure out what works for our individual families mm-hmm. and. I think part of, like, coming together and hopefully what, like, your your podcast will do is just kind of show people that there's such a diversity. But we all have the same goal to be happy, healthy, successful, and teach our kids to do the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's going to change. You know, my mom life at year one was that picture-perfect, like, Oh, we have a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. We get to stay home and look at the our pool. And... photos. Hey, just, uh, it's not the, the Christmas card. <laughs> our Christmas cards are inappropriate. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> are, all of them. <laughs> but that's what's expected. That wasn't at this point. So we already did a good laugh. I've got six years of Christmas cards. <laughs> but it's just we, we, we're so like hard on each other. Mm. And we're so judgmental. We do that with how people look. Like, you can assume somebody's not strong because of what you think the ideal strong physique looks like. Mm-hmm. Or you can think somebody's not educated because they have a shit ton of tattoos and they say cuss words. <laughs> like, I will murder people with my intelligence. I just don't have to package it so that it fits your idea yeah. of what a smart person looks like. Mm-hmm. And we have to just be more accepting and loving and have, like, more grace for each other and, like, cold space for each other. Because we're all just doing the same thing the best that we can. And we can't be separated. And I feel like there's so much, so much, um, so many of these like constraints we put on our relationships and each other because we just don't want to assimilate or get to know one another better. Mm-hmm. I used to think that people
0: were just mean, like chicks were just mean. But then I realized uh, over years <laughs> of working with people that, oh no, they're like way harder on themselves. Like we're just getting a fraction of whatever they're, beaten themselves up about like that's super sad and uh, it changes it because it does allow you to create some empathy you know when you're around people like that I'm like oh man it's a lot of hurt in there Mm -hmm. you know for them to openly express stuff that's not so kind about other people I'm like oh they're way harder on themselves i think it's just getting back to i i say this a lot in the other videos i do it's just getting back to doing more stuff that you like to do mm-hmm. Like you start when you start talking about like wanting to do others like i used to be cool i used to do stuff <laughs> like i don't know like what you used to you know ride your bike or i don't know go out go see music go but people take away from from their bucket, like their their bucket that fulfills them to give to their kids, and they think it needs to be more balanced. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't like that. Balanced word. Mm-hmm. In terms of work-life balance or kids or, I don't know, I think it's just happiness. I think it's just getting yeah. them
2: to be in a happier place.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We've been I, the last couple of years for me, That's what women do. We take care of everyone else first, and then our needs are met last. And so, what you get is this like burnout and resentment. Mm -hmm. And then it bubbles over, and it usually shows up irrationally. Mm -hmm. And to your spouse? To anyone. (laughs) To the crossing (laughs) guard that you have beef with one time, all of a sudden, you're like, let's do this. I'm pissed off that nobody <laughs> sees me as me anymore, so I'm going to fight you in front of these third graders. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't tell me yeah, you pop- But that's fine. Keep, keep your sign. <laughs> you're going to need it like a shield. I'm coming at you. But the word that um, really bothers me is selfish, because mm. um, I try to teach people, especially the women that I work with, that you have to take care of you first. You need to practice self-care. You need to carve out time for yourself where... It's just for you, fill up your cup first before you fill up anyone else's because you're no good as a mom or a friend or a wife if you hate yourself or you don't have time to reconnect with your body or what you want to accomplish or how you're feeling or take in an emotional inventory. So yeah, take the hour bath that you need. Have the glass of wine that you need uninterrupted. Like go on a movie by yourself, like go do things alone so you can recharge and then show up for other people. Otherwise, you're just going to drain yourself, and then you're going to be unhappy, hating your life, and wondering where it all went wrong. When really, you didn't take those simple steps to just keep you intact. And then everybody else, nothing, people still get fed in my house. People still go where they need to go. They still get dressed. They have everything they need. I just take care of me first. And I that's non-negotiable anymore. So how is the,
0: with both of you, well, with all of us working, how is the dynamic, the family dynamic and spouse dynamic with you guys? How does that work?
1: So Bo and I, in the very beginning, especially when I wasn't working as much, and he still works probably like eight more adjusting hours than I do, um, we kind of set these roles of, not that he's the head boss at the clinic or anything like that, but push comes to shove, he's going to go to the clinic and take care of something and I'm going to stay home. And I'm going to be home to make dinner every single night, except for on Thursdays. And that's my one night that I'm working late and he can be with the kids. So we just tried to establish, um, those kind of roles in the beginning because especially with both of us working at the same place and essentially having the exact same role there, it's just impossible for us to not have different roles. Mm -hmm. And even we kind of, when we bought the clinic, we were talking like, okay, are you comfortable with hiring and firing people, or do you want that to be more my role? And do you want to sit there and uh, talk to people about money if it needs to be? And or you mm-hmm. know, so I think, especially with both of us being in the same place working, we really had to figure out those boundaries, but then be be okay with it mm-hmm. because sometimes things will come up in the clinic where it's equally it's an equal right um, issue that we need to work on. But we have to be okay with saying, okay, I'm going to step back, and you got this one, and I'm not going to give my opinions, and I can't change what you're doing, mm-hmm. but just being okay with it. So I think ours is, is really challenging just because it's the same. We're the you're same in the people same in the house, and we're the, we're, we're the same people all day. we
0: don't fun. have a lot of space. So <laughs> don't, <I> don't
1: <laughs> you are close. Yeah. It works, it works out pretty well there because we're so busy during the day. Like we yeah. don't even get to talk to each other. We get to wink at each other across the room sometimes. (laughs) So it works for us, but we got, we, it's still hard. Like, I mean, there are some, there are some times where he'll be addressing something and I'll hate everything that he's doing about it. And it's, Mm. it's so hard to, to check yourself with that. But yeah, I think we just, we had to work a lot on communication and realize that the way we communicate about business is not the same way that we communicate in our relationship and with our family, and that it's okay that that's different. Mm. And so that was, I think that was really hard for us to figure out because you got to be okay being blunt at work and not having that emotional side Mm -hmm. and not being mad (laughs) when there there is some emotion. So that's how we're just constantly working on it. Mm -hmm. How about you guys?
2: ours is messy to be honest because we don't i've never had a job like this before there's no like rule book you know when you're building your own business and so a lot of a lot of triggers come up along the way and role reversal and time management and communication and the way that i used to do things is not the way that he does things and I'm still contributing and see, he helps me. So we have to really rally as a team in all things. And so it's not just like, okay, Jerry, you do all the cooking and cleaning and I'm just gonna make the money because I don't have to work that many hours. It would be really rude of me to just sit at home and lounge around if I'm not working when laundry needs to be done or folded or something's messy. So we have to approach like our home life and business life as a team. And so because our business is our life and our life is our business. There's not a lot of clear boundaries in that. And so we've just become really good at communicating. And I think that's one of our best strengths is that we can pretty much talk through and find a solution and get to the root of something very quickly. But we have a lot of things that come up often. And I would say that the last two years of him being home have been some of the most challenging years in our marriage because we're with each other 24, seven, 24, seven, he, Um, rarely leaves and if anyone's leaving the house it's usually me but with that like he has his own chunk of time we time block our schedule so he knows that these are my hours these are his hours this is when we collaborate this is how I pick up slack for him he picks up slack for me we co-create on everything we get into his input on everything so we're doing the best we can, but sometimes it's a total shit show. And sometimes I want to karate chop him as hard as I can in the eyeballs. And sometimes I just want to like melt on his lap and <laughs> whatever I need, we just do. And we just roll with it. There's no... And it's going to get better and worse, I'm sure. And it's mm-hmm. going to constantly be this two steps forward, one step back because mm-hmm. it's messy. Like life is messy and unpredictable. And he's more... um he likes to think things through and go slower, and I'm like an, like, almost like, a, like an e- evil 80s villain, where I'm like, oh, I have this amazing idea, and I already did it, but I'm telling you about it now. <laughs> like, I've already done something, or I activate things. We, they make fun of, like, my friends make fun of me, because when I have a really good work idea, they just send me, like, pictures of, like, rockets taking off or things blowing <laughs> up, because when I get excited about something, I just, like, just tunnel vision. And Jerry's not like that. He's very like, well, let's look at it from this angle. Let's take a third party observer opinion. And I'm like, fuck that. It's like, Let's just see if it works. Let's just put the pieces in all the holes. By the way, I already, I already did, did it. I already, I already did it. Did. <laughs> <I'm> like, yes, <laughs> just, I just did it this. Thing. I just did this thing. <laughs> So it's really, really hard. It's really, really hard. And I don't foresee it getting any easier because we're only going to continue to grow and expand and do more things. Mm-hmm. So just a matter of keeping our heads above water and just that that real connection. Is um with the, the business, is there
0: like future opportunities laid out or do you have to seek
2: them out? Meaning like, I don't know. So the way, like, like in the company, they have these different income levels. Mm-hmm. If I get to the, I'm at the second to highest income level now. And if I get to that top income level, I could basically start over and build a whole nother one. So it's this like endless oh. opportunity. And then, you know, is, is, the thing that sucks about me is I'm a terrible adult. So when it comes to like managing money and like setting aside money for taxes and like being oh. responsible, I'm like, we're going to go again. I was like, we don't have money. I'll just so come up with 20 piece. grand somehow. I will figure out when, get us 20 dollars. Just next just, time. time. Yeah. No, it's fine. We'll, fine. we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. And then I don't do what weeks. I'm supposed to do again. And then like, I'm just kidding. I'll go I'll go get some more money. I'll get some more money. It's okay. I'll go get oh some. Right? Yeah. Watch the podcast. Yeah. Just, just hang out. I'm just going to go get like 10 grand real quick. So. That's that's my Achilles heel. I'm really not that responsible financially, but then I can always instantly get more money. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like the worst. worst. I'm <laughs> the worst. I don't even remember what I asked. I don't. I don't even know what you asked either. i just. I, it's the clip. The clip is still hanging out with me. The clip makes you speak your truth. I mean, it's, it like shakes your soul.
0: Is
2: here.
0: we're so, still talking about that
2: ten thousand dollars what does the next opportunity look like i don't know probably me making a ton of mistakes
0: <laughs> so like just widening your net like just figuring it
2: out it's just it, it's cool to like be in a company that i'm really aligned with because i can endlessly create in that way so if i want to start like an organization or create something or, like, fund something, it's easy for me to be a part of that or, like, support Mm -hmm. other things, but then the downside is I don't really think things through, Mm. so sometimes I make really terrible decisions, (laughs) (laughs) but then I always recover really well, like, really well, (laughs) so (laughs) it's... I, I don't know what the question is. <laughs> I think you answered it. You're not sure. I just don't really have any idea what I'm doing, but I'm having a really good time doing it. Yeah. And so like maybe to take care of my family so So keep going and it gets better and better. It has to. Yeah. yeah. It has to, yeah, right? Sometimes it get worse. Yeah, for sure it's going to get worse. For sure. That's going to get better. You guys might see me out there in, in Uptown with like a <laughs> big old can. It's like, ding lingling ling, ling, ling. <laughs> Need money to pay back neighbor because I lost a massive bet when I was drunk. Let's <laughs> go get some money. let gonna sure. get some money. It's fine. There's a the money store. <laughs> oh, we lost it. Again. I don't
0: even know what I... What about you guys you guys have a
1: plan?
0: <laughs> 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 so okay, we're, we're not talking either. about planners, are no we? <laughs> I think something
1: like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with it. Ladies. Let's go with that. We're just gonna keep getting better. That's the
2: idea. This is probably an intervention, isn't it? Are there people outside? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Our whole family's outside. That, is is like, she, Emily. Emily just called them in with her watch. That was that first minute. They're We're right. going to Shady Pines. <laughs> <laughs> We're
2: going to go push <laughs> it off. There. Yeah.
0: Oh
2: uh, more unsubscribers. <laughs> is, this a, is this a murder? I didn't tell Jerry where I was going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your cell phones do not work here. Yeah. Jerry
2: doesn't know where I am. You thought that was a great And I don't even ask Jerry
1: where he goes. You thought that was a great <laughs>
0: This is it. This is it. Oh my gosh.
1: Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. This, Mexico.
0: Did Mexico send you? <laughs>
1: oh, oh, Earth, the earthquake, the earthquake, earthquake.
2: Oh
1: no, not the earthquake. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, the, the only, okay, this question, because this was on one of your posts, like last year, I think. The the ranges all the night. No, the one about uh, psychic ability and intuition. Oh, yeah. yeah. When are we getting spooky you now? Oh, baby. <laughs> when did you? Because you put it out there, so I need to look at my. Tell me again.
2: <laughs> Tell me.
0: Again. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. When did you first? Jamie <laughs> <you> here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. We've got like be There's <laughs> another bushel. <ritual? laughs> there is. There's another Yay! Uh, um, uh, hey. Yes, we are. When did you first... Like, can you pinpoint, like, feeling that way? Thinking that... Or knowing that your mind
2: worked a little bit differently, maybe, than others? Well, my... So, I have people on my mom's side that... Have been very open with their like you know psychic stuff oh, yeah. and intuition mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like my family is very divided. So my dad's side is like super Russian German. Like we believe in nothing, talk about nothing. Like mm-hmm. no shut it down. Yeah, my mom's side is Mexican and Irish. So they're just like everything is everything. Oh, mm-hmm. There's ghosts everywhere. <laughs> <They're all around> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was like I remember specifically my mom's cousin. He used to tell me he's psychic and he would play these tricks with like, you know, baseball, not baseball cards, um, cards. Huh. Is that, they're just called just called playing cards? Yeah, playing cards. Yeah, playing cards. Sorry, I thought, like, I thought about like, what I take to my bike, and then I was like, no, these no, no, <laughs> cards, and then I was these cards! But he would, he would play games, and I was probably like seven, maybe? And I rolled up a card, he couldn't see, he'd tell me what it was. Yeah. And he would do all these cool little human tricks. And then I started to be able to do that where I could um, do the card tricks, but then I would like think about somebody and they would call our house, or I would think about somebody at school and they'd be the first person I would see, or I would manifest things in weird ways, you know, like it would happen with money or just like stuff that I wanted. Yeah. And it was just very interesting to be young and being able to kind of like occasionally take the wheel. Yeah. And then as I got older, it used to scare me because I would get these feelings, like these real deep heavy feelings of, like, if somebody was sick, or in trouble, or hurt, or, like, gonna die. Like, I've, I've pretty much known the day of when people we fucking are gonna die. Like, yeah. just know it. And a lot of my, my family have waited until I was there to pass, too,
1: which mm-hmm. is interesting.
2: To, like, I don't know if that was, like, the transitional period, and they just needed me there. Yeah. But there's just, it just kind of built up to where I used to do a lot of drugs to forget about it. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to... I don't want to have, I've seen Teen Witch, I don't want to have powers. So I don't want to be, one of those weirdos. Just so like, give me all the weed. give me all the weed, not the alcohol you've got. Billy, yeah will be your girlfriend, trip. Give me all your weed. So I just numbed for a really long time. And then I uh, met some cool healers when I was like 17 and got interested in psychology and took some courses and met some like spookier people. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of taught me how to harness that ability through meditation. and. Um, just accepting and integrating that like extra energy because that's all it really is just i feel like i just have a a holding beacon that just sticks out a little further than most people's,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it just it comes up as like intuition or like you know really strong gut feelings or mm-hmm. um manifesting really easily and that's where it becomes problematic because i'm like no problem too big or small I'm like mm-hmm. god you don't think that <laughs> yes yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's become like a, a great tool, but for a long time it scared the shit out of me, and I was like huh. not even interested in it. So I smoked it away. <laughs> huh. Actually, it got worse. It got much worse when I smoked. <laughs> oh. Did it? Well, just like from what I was told from one of my you just become paranoid, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> well, there's like this. Hear everything. There's like a veil around you, supposedly, yeah. supposedly that keeps different energies from entering. And when like you smoke weed, you're kind of putting holes in the aura, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. that means there's not a lot of. That... Permission to come in and out. So then you can kind of feel more plagued by like absorbing energies around you or other entities. Are we getting spooky here? <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> just think, I'm picturing
0: just, when I've seen people on hard drugs, like that's or, what it looks like. Right? Like it looks yeah. like everybody's
2: coming after, like yeah. at them. Mm-hmm. It just it's feels weird, spiritual, not just like uncontrollable. So, oh, that but happen. it's interesting. Like I met my husband, and I used to like see things. Um, Doing my business <laughs> <He's out there>. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you know like I would get like these weird like little premonitions or I would like see things or like when I work on people I get different flashing lights when yeah. I'm working on people and um, when I met Jerry a lot of the scary stuff stopped my husband a lot of the really like spooky things we're talking like rooms changing 20 degrees colder you know the, the one room in the house that I lived in with friends was like 20 degrees colder all the time and shit would go flying off the walls and just weird stuff Kind of always followed me, and then I met Jerry, and it all stopped. Hmm. Yeah. He's got he's got some cool like Sicilian Native American background, and he's That's got lots he's of is. like people in heaven that got his back. So he's bring them out. Oh, no, I'm sure he did. I'm Sure, I'm, 100% sure I did. <laughs> I'm still wait, freak out, Jerry. Wait, I yes, I'm out. <laughs> Jerry's still, <so, laughs> still very <laughs> afraid. Still, it's been like I think he just married me I because know. he was terrified. was <laughs> like I don't think I can stay her.
1: She's <laughs> never going to leave Pretty
2: much, she's never going to leave me alone. So where do I sign? <laughs> oh,
0: that's super. That's that's cool. I. Is that why people don't talk
1: about it so much? Because they think it's like witch. Sounds weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, how. What, you know this, I think. What's the percentage of her brain that we can actually tap into? It's like. It's in the 20s. It's, it's very small. It's small. So. Because we. bone I got just level one Reiki. What's it called? Attunement. Attunement. We had mm-hmm. attuned. And the well, lady that did it with us, she was saying, like, everybody has some of this mm-hmm. ability you just have to pull it and you have to recognize it and see it. So even you know, like that whole, you start thinking of someone and then they call like mm-hmm. everybody can work on that. Right? Mm-hmm. So she was telling us after that, she goes, just try it. Like you push the elevator and you're the button and you just, you try to guess which one it's going to be. And pretty soon you're just going to start getting more in tune with your whole environment and the energies and everything. And, and you can have more of that ability to do that. But well,
2: these the people that are afraid of it are the same ones that they buy magazines of homes they are never going to have because they want to manifest things like that or duplicate that or they make vision boards with things that they cut out of magazines and that's developing your intuition and manifesting and focusing your energy on a specific thing and that's why they're powerful because if you if it, your mind goes there first then your physical world can catch up and we all have this capacity to do that we are all made of energy so it's foolish to think that you don't have the ability to harness that in a positive way. And some people, like, if you're doing a lot of drugs, then yeah, you're not going to feel good. It. It's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, they're probably we don't encourage that. That's, no. Unless you come <laughs> to my retreats.
0: Oh, God. Do you nights. do <laughs> retreats?
2: No, but I totally oh, would.
1: But we're going like to gonna gonna do it. It's going to be here. We'll have
0: teepees. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be the best.